Hey everybody, welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There. We are a funny podcast about family. Hey. Sometimes we're funnier than others, and sometimes we talk more about family than others. But, you know, we get into it. My name is Dustin Nickerson. I am a stand-up comedian and the host of this podcast, and I am alongside Stephen English, That's who me. is a stand-up comedian and the yeah. producer of that and doing a real silly voice with a Fonz uh, motion <laughs> he just did there. Hey, it's, it's me. We have another couples episode today oh with Steve Hernandez and Julia Loken. Uh, if you guys want to give them a follow on all their social media, make sure you do. You can follow Julia on Twitter at Julia Loken, L-O-K-E-N, and Steve Fernandez at Big Hern, H-E-R-N. <laughs> And then uh, you can follow Steve on Instagram at Hernia. <laughs> He's got solid handles on both That's of these things. That's really good. And uh, Julia, again, is Julia Logan, G-A-U-L-I-A-L-O-K-E-N. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I like uh, anytime we can talk to a couple and get into it. As yeah. we do on this episode, we talk about, you know, uh, relationship dynamics between them as, as well as their individual stories um, and uh, comedy and how they all go together and also just kind of normal relationship stuff. People, you know, relationships are relationships, whether or not you're a comedian. So there's yeah. always things that I think people can relate to in there, but it is always, you know, particular to comedians are some interesting stories. So, so picadillos. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode with the two of them. Uh, we are always, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, we love so much when you guys email us. Yeah. And we have a couple emails that we want to um, uh, we want to answer their questions. Yeah. So we have four emails. I haven't seen read. these yet, so it's Four be... emails. Uh, the first one in here is, uh, hey, Dustin and Steven. Yes. I love listening oh, to your podcast this week. <laughs> Uh, it is the perfect balance of funny and wholesome, but cynical and roasty. Roasty. Ooh, roasty. And it makes me so proud to be a part of the mostly nice, but also a savage backseater community. <laughs> I'm curious, though, how much of interviews and intros make it to the final cut of what we hear? Because I hear over and over in podcasts, you can edit that out later, right? Which obviously does not get edited out. The mess ups and banter are some of my favorite parts. So what doesn't make it? Is that stuff that's boring or is it stuff that's too far? As comics, how do you personally decide what's too far in comedy? Thanks for your time and thanking uh, and thanks for the entertaining content. That is from Elena Nardini. Elena Nardini. But that's no way to do that without being pretentious. But for the sake of saving you guessing, that's how you pronounce it. There you go. <laughs> FYI, Elena, I crushed it on the first try before I looked at how you spelt it phonetically, <laughs> which I also crushed the word phonetically. I'm a college graduate. Just um, crushing stuff left and right, man. Crush. Um... That's the two questions there. We do not edit much out of this. Not a lot. I have to edit a lot of Stephen's jokes because they miss. Yeah, and a lot. Of, I, I also self edit a lot of my stutters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Stephen, it's mostly Stephen content. It yeah. really bombs so hard. We've we've had two or three times where we'll all be interviewing someone, and then Stephen will make his first comments of it, yeah. and the guest will leave. They just left. Yeah, that's kind of one time. So Smack him in the way out, which was I thought a little too much. We don't edit. If we had anything because we're so ghetto, we have to try and edit background noise. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, we had that episode with Kelsey and Kane where, no joke, there was like a fencing class going on right above, above us. Yeah. Uh, so we don't, yeah, we don't edit a lot. We put some bleeps in there. So yeah. you guys, if you want to listen to it around your kids, you can, but yeah. we don't. Now, the second question on there. Oh, yeah. Also, we it, sometimes we'll do it for time. Yeah. Because we like to keep it right around an hour or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything else that we edit. Sometimes there's some stuff because we are a clean podcast. We're like, eh, I don't know if we should put that. I would in there, say, I, yeah, I think maybe much. in like, f- I'm such a square that most halfway. people don't like telling me those things, anyways. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're, 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 you're gonna tell on them. You're gonna call their moms. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think maybe five or six times we've edited stuff. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there's not a lot. There's definitely not a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question is, uh, you know, what's too far in comedy? Sure. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I think, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, you just try it. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't, you don't, have to, I mean, sometimes you kind of can think of something and think, okay, that's not going to work. And even if you think it's something that's really, really, f- I told you a joke to last week that I thought was really funny and you, Kelsey and Kane all looked at me like I was, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, don't, you shouldn't say that. You yeah. shouldn't say that out loud. Uh, so some, you know, sometimes you just have to say it and hear someone else yeah. give you the, I I think that you know comedy is one of those art forms that just, I think is like off limits. You can make jo- you can yeah make jokes about anything you want yeah, but be prepared right for any per- percussions right. I mean right. the stuff that Louis C.K. is doing you know when he came back in the leak set, which I think is bogus anyways. I, I don't think you know I was like this is a you know it, to me it lacked judgment and taste and tact but if you're anywhere right. near louis ck like his whole act always has that's right. Been right, right, right who and what he is like uh, that saturday night live monologue yeah, he did was yeah. like the create i could not ima- i yeah. could not so, believe that again so, if he's i think he's brilliant comedian. yeah it was great i couldn't believe that he did yeah. that on like network so that's but like, now that he has you know kind of all this shame around him yeah that he's earned rightfully uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know now there's even more judgment on those things and, right and so just be prepared Right, you know? it's gonna happen, especially now. It's gonna yeah. like, well, I mean, not for me. Yeah, so I to, could say whatever I want, and no one would remember me. Right. So to answer your question, I don't think there are any limits, but you can talk about anything you want, but be prepared in this world of where everything is being consumed to deal with it. I think that I I don't like when people complain about comedians, but I also don't like when complaint comedians complain about people being offended by their act. Like, well, you said it. Yeah. You know, like you put your content out there. Right. You didn't you could have screamed this in the mirror. Right, right. You know? right. <laughs> to me there's consequences. So yeah. second question is what is your favorite rec center in San Diego? Which I thought what a great question to get. <laughs> what a fantastic question to get. And it's obviously the San Diego Croc Center. If you guys are anywhere in the central San Diego yeah. area, make sure you check out the San Diego Croc Center down on University. Uh, you can check out all that they have to offer at the yeah. sd.crockcenter.org. Amazing programmings for kids, families, seniors. They got group exercise classes. They got pools. They got a fitness center. They got a full basketball court, of boom, which I dunk boom. on every Wednesday. <laughs> Just clowning on yeah. fools. Uh, so check them out, man. And one of the great things, in addition to their very reasonable program and membership rates, is that they have the two hours of on-site play care. Nice. Uh, where you can go in and then watch your kids with their friendly, well-trained staff yeah. uh, while you go get your sweat on. Get, get your sweat on. Get your sweat, sweat on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Croxner with the K. Yeah. I, if you don't go to the San Diego Croxner with the C, because that's just full of- That's going to take you straight Weirdly to full of alligators, yeah, which no, is weird. And that's... shoes with holes in them. <laughs> the second, the third question, or a third of four, is uh, this is uh, this is actually just a nice email that yeah. we got. Um, just want to let you guys know, this is from Michaela Shipley. Let you guys know how much I appreciate your podcast. I love listening to humorous podcasts, but I listen while I'm watching my kids, and the language isn't always appropriate. Yeah. So thank you for that. I also admire that you are known by your acquaintances for your faith and that you do not shy away. Awesome example without being a podcast that is super faith-oriented. Thanks for being awesome. Uh, also, I know identical twins freak you out, and then they sent me a picture of their twins. They love dancing to your intro song. <laughs> There's a lot going on there, but man, twins do freak me out. It is a, that is, those 
are cute, but it's God's mistake. Um, <laughs> and that's why I'm not a faith podcast. Uh, I'm not a faith <laughs> podcast because those are a snooze fest. Uh, <laughs> and do I mean all of them? Yes, I mean all of them. Yeah. Who wants to talk about one thing? I mean, we say we're a funny podcast about family, but we talk right. about everything. Like, talk listen, about a lot of I stuff. Like, listen, I like Jesus in the Bible and stuff, but I don't want to talk about it every week. Right. I ain't no pastor. Anyways, uh, Michaela, I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for sending that email. And our final question uh, that we got is, uh, what is your favorite spill-proof snack cup? And gosh, you guys just asked the best best questions. You guys are so and smart. And you know the answer. Yeah. is Munchie Mug. Munchie Dude, mugs. Munchie Mug, M-U-N-C-H-I-E, mug.com, munchiemug.com. Best spill-proof cup on the market. Uh-huh. I love it so much. My kids love it. They sing about it. Munchie Mug. <laughs> They put goldfish in there. They put pretzels yeah. in there. They put grapes in there, whatever yeah. you want. And it all works and none of it's spilling. You could kick it. We play soccer with it. <laughs> we put the grapes in there. We play soccer with it. Nothing yeah. spills. Not, so. a, not, not a one. <laughs> not a one grape. Not one spilt grape. Uh, that's their other slogan. Do you still got to uh, cut them in half? Are they, no. They can eat the grapes No, full? the munchie mug cuts them on the way in. It's not true because <laughs> so, you know what? Yeah, it's soft. Those old ones would. They, they would bl- They would obliterate your grape, yeah. not the munchie mug. It just goes in there. It's like the grape lands on a, a pa- soft little padding. It's yeah. just a, it mm. loves it. Uh, <laughs> so it. many different uh, styles, uh, colors, and stuff. You guys can uh, check it out at munchymug.com. And if you type in promo code don't make me, then you get 25% off your order in addition to your free shipping. Guys, thank you so much. Enjoy this episode. We yeah. appreciate you guys. Send us emails at don't make me come back there at gmail.com and we'll read them if we like them. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye. I think between the two of you, you guys have like seven podcasts each. No, I only have the one. You only have the one, yeah. but it's doing well, yeah. right? Yeah, it's it's definitely, I feel like I definitely have had like a, uh, what's the, I don't know, like a an expedited podcast experience because it, we, it kind of took off quickly, so I got good at it quick. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing podcasts nine years, and uh, she's already made more money <laughs> in one year of doing right. podcasts I like than I've say, ever made. Yeah. I learned from the best, though. You know, I, was listen- I listened yeah. to a lot of podcasts, you know. Not the most successful, but the best. <laughs> yes. You're like Marino. You weren't winning titles, but, you know, you're still I have great. the respect of my peers. <laughs> <laughs> Which pays the bills. Yeah. Uh, but now, do you have to like ask to be a guest on hers? Like you they know? haven't asked us. We're, uh, I mean, I they, they all have all their boyfriends. Uh, her podcast, she didn't say, is called "What's Your Sign." It's a big old astrology podcast. Yeah, but um, all the boyfriends are in comedy, so they've talked. There's been talk of us doing an all boyfriends Patreon episode. So <laughs> I think they're trying to throw us a bone that way. You know, well, so we don't. Uh- the only way that one of the boyfriends on the self-helpless podcast with Delaney Taylor and Kelsey could get on was to propose. <laughs> yeah, I remember that episode. I remember that episode. I know. So maybe that's how they're holding out. I know. Well, I, is, we, could we work that out? Yeah, we could. We could work that out. We just have to figure out your birth time, and then you could come on. My mom is like a real like uh, uh, hardcore Christian, and um, I, I she's she won't tell me what time I was born. Um, cause what? she knows it's for witchcraft. So <laughs> and, and, yeah. And you need to know, uh, you have to know your birth time. You have to know like, the time. Yes. Not you, just you. The... Yes. Because you don't, you don't have to, but you do. If you want to like know any like real 
astrological insights. Okay. Because the time that you're born sets up the um, like horizon essentially of your of your individual chart. Okay. Uh, and that tells you. So like, it's not what... as simple as being like you're this. No. You're there's like, a that's, lot. That's your sun sign. That's what most people yes, like. Most people know just know like, their sun. But it, you need to know uh, it's what day you're born, where you were born, and mm-hmm. what time you're born. And then you with those three things. Uh, somebody could look at your chart and kind of begin to interpret that and figure out kind of who you are more as a person. Okay. And that's why, like, a lot of times when you read your astrology, I don't believe this stuff, by the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't not disbelieve. I don't disbelieve it so you, either. You kind of disappoint your girlfriend yeah. and your mom. No, no, You're no. Kinda... I, yeah, I don't disbelieve it either. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't put, I just don't, I can't put faith in it. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me. But, um, yeah, so a lot of times when you just read your sun sign stuff, your uh that's why you're like oh that's not really me but if you know the other things then people could start to get pretty accurate like yeah. i've seen them read charts and it's like exactly spot on like a psychic would do really so if you know all three of those okay. things okay so. so the the sun sign in that world is just very vague like broad strokes well it's just more it's just one piece of the puzzle because your natal chart you have when you're born the planets are in the sky for everybody and whether you believe in it or not they are moving and changing I believe in so planets. there's yes, yes. <laughs> so whether or not you believe in that's astrology that's a different podcast if i don't believe in <laughs> yes. planets <laughs> and a good one i'm sure but, but yeah. the planets were in a specific place the moment you were born whether you believe astrology or not and so your natal sure. chart is just where each of the planets were yeah uh each of the planets also represents a different kind of energy a different facet of personalities and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so when you look at those things together they kind of make up a person and then the rising sign which is why you need to know your birth time like is the if you're it's sets up your house system Mm -hmm. so like your house think of it as like your house in a neighborhood like you live here and then this person is across the street so you're going to have a different relationship with them than you are going to have with someone who lives like five houses down right so it gives you just specific areas of life that are going to be influenced by things my question on astrology because what i you know i studied religion that was like what i studied in college but not like in a christian school where they give you all the answers of like here's Islam and here's why it's wrong. Like I, I mean, would... Dustin, you still love Christ, don't you? I'm still on the team. Yes, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I knew no, it. but I, you know, but I like, but where I studied it wasn't like you could go to Christian colleges and they would call it apologetics. Yeah, and they'd be like, "This is the defense of the faith," which is probably I think more of a world that you were in than I was ever in. But, yes. Um, the and so like I understand most faith systems like a, from a why standpoint or like you what you said, Steve. I think is interesting. It's like I don't put my faith in it. I guess what I don't understand in astrology, and I understand this on most most faiths, and my questions is is the the okay, so those circumstances put together who you are, but why? So well, why do those planets on that date or that time affect you? Okay, here's the first. And you can't just say God. No, that's what, that's what well, we do on my team. No, because <laughs> the first thing is astrology is not a religion. It is not something to put your faith in. Okay. It is a context to for which to interpret. But it's not. A, you wouldn't call it a science. It's either. not a. It's a soft science. It's a. Soft a science. They call, I don't they, know that they call it like a a scientific art or okay. something because there is there is interpretation to it. There is you know that sort of thing but it is also scientific in the sense that they do calculate they measure angles and calculations and how degrees of things and those things change okay um but it's more of a uh taking the 
the universe's the society's temperature for when mm-hmm. you're trying to do certain things mm-hmm. uh or uh the w- thinking about the ways that your just like differing energies in your personality how they're going to interact and how someone outside of you also might Okay. provoke things in you and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's less it's but the less power of a, system is the universe yes the power system is whatever and you're just trying to figure out in astrology okay what the universe gave you based on your chart yeah i find it more helpful for like um revisiting things not as a, like a predictive thing one because i'm not uh like i don't know how to do that at this point really mm-hmm. um kind of though uh but it's more like looking at i mean like i mean i mean like real therapy and yeah. stuff too, well, it's you know? funny that you say that because that what i what i hear you saying is what reminds me of what therapists do which yeah. is but they don't none of it starts until you're born unless there's like trauma in the wound you know it's like it's not well, when you're born your... it's like well what was your dad doing when you were born and what happened well and yeah. you know that's why i don't that's why i say it doesn't and i don't i don't think it's like hogwash um i i don't i just think of it as to me, it's just like looking back at a thing, and mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't really matter. Mm. Like how the place where I'm going to respond from is a place. Uh, I guess I, I have like a Zen way I'd like to look at life. So no matter what is happening to me, or the energy's changing, or everything like that, mm-hmm. I need to respond in it in, in a, from the from a place of integrity. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Whereas Julie, you're just you're just pure mood ring. <laughs> no, I just what say, well, emotion am I feeling right now? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is a ring pop. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I will say this is that um, it does help. Um, she'll talk to me about people if we're talking about our friends, our different relationships we have, and then if she knows their charts and everything, then it's it is an interesting way to figure out that, oh, we're all just nobody for the most part, a lot of most people aren't wrong. Mm-hmm. We're just communicating differently. Right. And we hear things differently and feel things differently. And so if you it's know like a tool. Yeah, yeah. it's a cheat code it's for like how an, to it's like an anagram. Yeah. You know? It's this it's yeah. the exact same thing. That's why everyone yeah. like plus, paints it as this thing plus with, gypsies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just I guess our, our PR our PR isn't as good or is better than Listen, if I throw but, you into water, are you gonna sink or float? That's I don't what know. let's try it out. <laughs> no, but that's how uh, well, let's baptize you right now. That's the <laughs> I am also baptized. My dad used to be a pastor. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm that's what I'm, I'm safe. Most I'm not burning. I'm not going to burn um, <laughs> yeah. anywhere. But yeah. well, that when I ever think about it, I think it's also just interesting when people aren't interested in astrology because it's like you know it's just cheat codes for how to deal with people mm. really to understand yourself and other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like yeah, if you don't want to like get your way more often, then yeah, you definitely shouldn't uh, right be interested in astrology. <laughs> <laughs> so it's power. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's a very honest answer. <laughs> Not just that. So but. you guys both grew up with in religious families. Uh, was your were yes, your parents? Yes, but I don't. My parents weren't. Um, we get, we went started going to the church that uh, I went to because uh, some neighbor took us to a VBS. Yeah. So just like yeah, that classic like saving your neighbors. How old were you? Uh, I must have been six or seven, seven so or eight. The whole, something do like you that. have siblings that went too? The yeah, whole my thing? my younger brother went. Uh, okay. My younger brother's a year younger than me, and yeah, I remember going to VBS, and then somehow this neighbor wrote my mom into going too, and then that's the church we grew up in. Oh wow. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I, I remember... You guys were the success story as far as the VBS yeah, goes. Yeah, as far as reaching out and everything. I yeah. remember my mom, one of my earliest memories being like three or four years old, I remember my mom going to this 
like uh, at the time we lived in Lincoln Heights Highland Park area in LA. And I remember her going to this like house church, and that the kid there had a lot of toys. There's pictures of my my mom was obviously chasing God or Christ or something from around that time. And so whenever we we moved to Escovina, and so soon. As soon as that lady roped us in, she wrote my mom in as well. And so mm. that's where we stood. And that church that we grew up in became a mega church. And that's where I ended up becoming a minister. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, now, was dad around? Yeah. Uh, my dad, my parents didn't get divorced until we were like 18, but it was it was kind of rough. He was like an alcoholic, um, or is, I, I guess, uh, until he stopped drinking when I was like maybe 11. But it was like a pretty effed up like family-like situation. Right. So even when he stopped drinking... He was still real angry, real dry drunk and stuff. But he, I mean, him and I get along. We're going to the movies on Thursday now. Um, like every Thursday? No, no, this oh, Thursday. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we get along now, um, but yeah. Um, so he would go to church and sometimes, and he would say, when, whenever I've gone off and done something weird, like if he found out that, you know, I was into polyamory. I remember he found out about that at one point. Mm-hmm. And my ex and I had a girlfriend, and my dad, like, found out about it. And then he was like, I've been praying for you, son. I've been uh, on my knees. I'm yeah. like, what, what is this coming from? <laughs> <laughs> you, you pray? What is this thing? So he's very, like, old-fashioned where God, uh, that kind of old-fashioned Latino man where God's just always kind of there, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't know how much he, he listens to Christ or the teachings of Christ or anything. Right. It's just kind of there almost culturally. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then him and your mom divorced when you were in high school? Yeah, 18. Yeah, how was that? Um, Those later year divorces can be hard because uh, you understand what's happening. Yeah, you know, it was rough, too, because I was still, I was by that point a pretty hardcore Christian. Mm. And my mom divorcing my dad, and my my mom was going to church, That to me, I was like, oh, you're not supposed to get divorced. You right. Know? And I knew he wasn't hitting her by that point. I mean, he was before, but, year, you know, that was years ago, eight, seven years ago. And mm-hmm. so... To me, it was like a real like I was we I, I was pissed at my mom, mm. and then my dad started acting crazy enough. So then I kind of like didn't talk to my dad for a little while too. So yeah, I guess that was was a pretty jacked up time to have your parents yeah. get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't sound normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like eighteen too. You're also like just transitioning out of like starting. That's like the foundation of starting your own kind of adult journey. Well, you know what's really messed up about it? This is I, I've never talked to this uh, on the, but, uh, any podcast. You're getting some really exclusive oh, <laughs> stuff right here. Is that when they split up? There's, I mean, it was very tumultuous. So yeah, yelling and stuff. But my mom told my dad, um, like, you got to find your own place. I'm going to stay here with the kids. So my dad left, and then at some point it was like raining and winter time and there was leaks in the roof and my brother and i came home from school so we were like seniors and juniors and my mom was like how are you letting this happen you're men you should be like watching out for us i was like we don't know how to roof <laughs> i was like what are you talking about but she, she was just my mom has uh, just until very recently had a very i don't she's had a rough life so i don't want to say this um loosely but she's she's very much felt like a victim in a lot of ways mm. But like uh, she's gotten so much better, and if you if I told you what happened to my mom, all the stuff, it'd be like God, jeez, that's terrible. She was so, a victim, so yeah. she was in a lot of ways a victim. But her lashing out at us, we were like, jeez, she can. So that was like some, and so finally, then my mom moved out, and then my dad moved back in to the house with me and my brother to fix the roof. <laughs> <laughs> you can live under this roof as long as and it doesn't like, leak. Yeah. And then he wouldn't let us leave. Like he would just talk to us about the divorce for hours on end, and so he and. And then we just moved out eventually. So yeah. as soon as high school, 
um, I, I, as so soon as my younger brother man. graduated high school, we moved into a one bedroom apartment, me and my brother. Okay. Yeah. It was time to go. Yeah. How long did they continue to live together? Uh, they did. They, okay. They, they, he would, when he moved in, she moved oh, out. Oh, I like, see. With my oh, okay. I got or something you. like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was so funny because after I quit, you know, my mom got a like a two bedroom place for her and my sister in Covina, uh, near the Chatterbox, and uh, I quit being a minister. My brother got out of the Marines at the same time, and so we would just go sleep on our couch, and it was like just a little condo, like the bedrooms upstairs, living room downstairs. But my brother and I would sleep on the couches down. We would go drink like every night, and we'd sleep on the couches, mm-hmm. and we'd just party like four or five times a week. With jobs, and then like five or six months into that, my mom came down and said, "God told me you guys have to move out." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you can't argue with the Lord. Yeah. The Lord back. Yeah. Your dad's like, "I've been praying for you." Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we just got our own place again. So, yeah, but that, yeah, I'll never forgive God for that. Uh, I don't Did he think. kick yeah. you out? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> She's like came from all the way upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've talked at length about this, but was there, you know, because I also quit being in ministry. Though I don't think I knew that. Yeah, so I was in. Um, uh, I was a, a paid uh, paid Christian for seven years. Yeah, paid and, Jesus. Yeah, that's and that's the main reason that I got out of it is I just. I didn't like being professionally Christian. I know it was rough. I remember um, I had a pretty big volunteer staff um, because what, what was your role? What did you do? So I was when I when I when I was nineteen. It was the first year my church had a um, uh, interns. Mm-hmm. Like we went to Willow Creek and we checked out yes. how they did, like yes. the purpose driven church stuff, yeah. basically. And uh, we came back and I was an intern. And then the, after that year was up, the junior high pastor left. I became the junior high pastor. There you go. Uh, the next there's year- <laughs> only a couple groups you were old enough to pass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I remember junior high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was literally yeah. 20. It's yeah. so funny. I bartend now and some of those kids come in yeah. to the bar yeah. now and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when you were 14 and I was yeah. 20. It's like nothing <laughs> now. But, uh, the high school year later, high school pastor left. I was a high school pastor for a year. And then finally the student ministries director left and then I was over everything. But I remember. So it was student I, ministries. Yeah, I had maybe 50 like volunteer staff across all of the things. And I remember like not guilting them, but just asking more and more of them. Yeah. And at some point, I, you know, this my friend John Gove, who who's a good guy. and But he was just like, hey, man, uh, you're getting paid for this. You know, the rest yeah. of us have to other stuff we have to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And you can't you, know, you can't make us feel guilty about mm-hmm. it or anything like that. Yeah, it, all, it always bothered me. Yeah, I remember having that realization because I did youth and then I did kids ministry stuff. And we had like a big old kids ministry, like 500 kids. It was massive. Wow. Bunch of volunteers too. And you just keep asking and asking and asking. And then I reflect back on it and I was like, yeah, those people had lives. Like they had jobs and like the idea that they would come once or twice a week and then I'd ask them to do more meetings and stuff like that. You're like, no, no, you got to go do that yourself, bro. You yeah, got to do as much as you can. You're you're paid to be here. Yeah, which is something I do I admire about the, the Latter-day Saints setup is that they don't have anybody paid mm. through anything there except for like the upper echelons. But right. everybody's volunteers. So not one person is, I I've, from what I understand, it's not driven too much by any like a uh, cult of personality not even they're like things. minister guy or that no guy. no they're like elected wow mm-hmm. but yeah so everybody kind of shares the burden more mm-hmm. 
And every, every they, dem- I mean, they, they demand that you they demand the tithe more, so <laughs> that's pretty cool. So there's more money to go. That out. helps, yeah. Which is why I'm I'm a I'm a Mormon. I mean, <laughs> I mean the all, temples are so nice. <laughs> I grew up with From the so outside. many Mormon yeah, yeah, yeah. friends. No, they're just baptizing the dead houses. on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> they're always super rich. Yeah, but, but the Mormons you, are consistent. You really did quit because of that. I did not that specifically. I so I was a part of a, a big church that eventually demised, but the. Um, we left before it did. I didn't, and then I kind of went and helped a, a friend plant a church, but I just didn't like being professionally Christian. I didn't like feeling like my doubts or struggles would show up in a job review. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'd, I would just sit down and I'd be like, you know, because I was in pretty conservative environments, especially, and I was like, well, if I don't, what if I don't agree with this? What if I think women should be pastors? And it's like, oh, well, you get fired. What? <laughs> like, it's, I don't like that that your beliefs and your job go hand in hand. And yeah, so and you I, must have been young as well too. So you're well, trying, so I was nineteen you're year old with your faith. Nineteen year old intern, you yeah. know, same idea. And 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 what we, you know, our Christian life looks entirely different than it did back then. Even though we, were, you know, we're still Christians and we still go to church, the things that are our priorities and our, you know, as far as giving and um, volunteering and the type of church that we're in is completely different than it was before. When you're young, it's like big and sexy and cool. Like the band's great and the preacher's funny and all oh, this is so cool and it's growing and numbers, 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 numbers. And and then when you're you you get a little older, you're like, oh, none of this matters. We're just doing this for each other. You know what I mean? Not that be not that I think all big churches are bad, but like a lot of it is just you're just you're putting on a concert every week for each other. Yeah. And I grew pretty tired of that. Well, you know? The the And I think that's all because well, I was a scorpion, honestly. <laughs> I think <laughs> Maybe Scorpio. I said Scorpio. Scorpio. I like Scorpio. Scorpion. Scorpion. I get a backpack B, I shoot an arrow at yeah. you. It's, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Well the the unfortunate thing is that you're questioning of and wrestling with faith is what actually probably makes you good leaders for faith things. But those are not, those are not uh, qualities that are cultivated yeah. in religious institutions. Doubt in isn't Christianity. Yeah. yeah. Doubt isn't valued. Well, I, I would say, especially in modern, modern day evangelical yes. Christianity. Yeah. yeah, yeah no. Yeah. And I, and it's certainly not, um, and it's certainly not uh, valued in the pulpit, you know, whereas I, a lot of, like on a lot of Christian matters, I'm borderline agnostic. Not that I, not in God, but on certain matters where I just go, I don't know. Like I'm so content on I don't know. Um, and I think that if I wasn't, it would be much harder for me. But somebody's like, how old's the earth? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of smart people on both sides. And I go, you know, I, I used to think it was this. And sometimes I think it's this. And I think that helps. But it also, I didn't grow up in, I think it was less emotionally complex for me because I didn't grow up in a religious environment. And so I don't hear... In addition to my own voice or my old religious leaders' voices, I don't also hear parental voices kind of guiding. And I think when I see people turn away more or more, like maybe like not turn away, but like leave kind of all together, a lot of time it happened when it was a very religious home in addition. Does that make sense? Yeah. I My dad was a pastor, um, and so I think that that made me actually – be like oh church is bogus from the get-go right. like if my dad's in charge of this yeah. place and so my kids feel about comedy yeah <laughs> it's like, oh, if, if he can do it then anybody can there's this no way this cool. is but i think it gave me kind of like a behind the curtain look and so the idea 
And uh, my dad's also a Lutheran minister. Both of my parents were like religion majors also. So it was very like yeah. intellectual. Um, Lutherans are smart. Christianity yeah. too. They like went and stu- they fell in love in Jerusalem and did all these things. Very, it's very, very sweet. <laughs> that but, love story. Uh, you know, that old tale. Christian spring um, break. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but um, the idea, I, I didn't ever feel it in any kind of like... Uh, I don't want to say like real moral thing, but I was like, yeah, you go to church. This is what you do. This is like mm-hmm. dad's job. You go, this is what you do on Sundays. I've never sensed but... that she has any like kind of connection to like God. I don't mean that in any like weird way, but in any kind of Christian God or yeah. anything, I've never no. got that from her. At There's all. lots of people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a very honest answer. You're like, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not getting signals. I'm well, not hearing anything. It's not even that. I think I've always just been very comfortable with the idea of like, oh, it's not, we're, none of us is right and none of us is wrong mm. or whatever, but it's like, God is bigger than Spoken this like church. A true pagan. Just- <laughs> Truly, yeah. But it was just that, I remember the idea of someone like actually believing the Bible as like literal, like literal thing. I was like, you guys, it's story. It's like stories. It's meant. That's not what they really mean. But mm-hmm. then also, that's very terrible to hear coming from a precocious child. <laughs> so I get why it didn't catch on. And you're like, but um, the, but the planets that. <laughs> and also, church people are some of the worst people it's in our, the world. It's so usually our worst. Um, it, yeah, our worst. Um, was a defense in a lot of ways. If you're like, oh yeah, Christians, light but of the these world. People. You're like, eh, <laughs> and you're like, how are they? Yeah, that's uh, and 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 Christians, we always use the same thing. Well, like all people are bad. It's like, well, the whole idea of your faith is that you're supposed to be a little different. Like, and that's what they would talk to you in youth group. Steve's preached this sermon a hundred times. I get it. Let your light shine. Crazy when the Matrix dropped, bro. (laughs) (laughs) When I was watching the Matrix, I was like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> These kids aren't even gonna know what hit them. <laughs> and then when the Matrix Two came out, I'm like, I'm ready. I was like, I got a whole series lined up. And then right, like they they have sex during a rave, like in the first ten minutes. I was like, oh man, I'm not gonna be able to do anything with this. Uh, I can't show any of these clips during my sermon. Go back to you two songs. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I guess we're gonna have to watch a Walk to Remember again. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a. I think that that's a. You know, I you hear that take a lot of just like, and it, it's like the fairest critique, especially like, you know, I think the, you know, when I do read the Bible, uh, I make it sound like I don't do that. When I do read the thing, uh, it the kind of your point, like the group that like Jesus was always consistently hard on were like the religious hypocrites, and so like that the world's full of them should be scary, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, and I... more nice people who are, I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, I think. Jesus seemed to be consistently kind to them more and where he'd go trash the church or the temple or whatever, you know? Yeah. And this, I do feel so, some sort of, uh, I don't know if resentment is the right word. Um, but especially cause we do comedy and people joke so much about, uh, like getting rid of their religious, uh, background and things like that, or like, uh, how it still haunts them. And yeah. I'm like, I get the jokes, but I also have none of the like emotional issues to yeah. mine for anything. So mm. it feels like, pointless to yeah to me it's almost hack at this point like i was just like i get it i've heard it you know like yeah unless you're going to do something interesting with it which there's plenty of great religion and anti-religion jokes but that that was that fun on last comic the last season they had when remember someone did some anti-bible joke and roseanne's like you're so brave and norm mcdonald's like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah what would be brave and different is you came out here saying you do believe in the bible that would be something unique and different you know well, what do you guys think about that? I wonder, because how long have you guys been together? 
Uh, four, four years. years. Four, four years. years. Yeah. Uh, and and so when you guys think about like, because we were talking earlier about family stuff. So I have kids, and I, you know, you kind of have to actively think about like, okay, what do you believe, and what do you hope to pass on, whether it to like friends or children. Like, do you guys want to get married, have kids, do that whole thing, and and if so. What's the plan there? What do we think? Are we are you gonna make sure you chart what time they're born, or not tell them what time they're born? Or what's <laughs> no, well, in astrology, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. You can like look at your kid's birth chart, but you're not. What supposed do, what to. What do the stars say about us? I'm sure you have some. Well, the, the thing is, <laughs> she won't unless she gets very drunk. She won't tell me about like what's going on astro- astrologically. <laughs> Uh, but, mm-hmm. but you've got to have stuff you're not telling me. We don't know. I don't know your house system. So I have theories about it. Okay. But um, we do have auspicious placements. Um, and I think that we both have um, things in our chart. placements. That I'm sorry. I can't let that sit. No. Meaning like. Um, Steve just yawned for the record. <laughs> <laughs> if you are looking at compatibility, first and foremost, anyone can be compatible with anybody. It's not any sort of like, oh, you can't be with someone. You're a Leo and they're a Scorpio. You can't be together. That's not real. Just like someone saying, I don't date comedians is right. equally not real. It's, yeah, you can... but you shouldn't. That one checks out, sure. honestly. Uh, <laughs> but it's like. Well, that's like you shouldn't date anyone at your work. But you might fall for someone, and then let's sure. take it from there. And yeah. if you we are have going... no HR department. Yeah, so and then if you do, how do you handle that in a way that's going to make sure that you both feel, like, cared for so you're not going to f*** up your work situation? Mm-hmm. Those, It's that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at compatibility, you look at um, usually, like, your moon sign and your Venus and your Mars. Those are how you, like, feel what you believe the purpose of love is. Mm-hmm. So if you look at how those things kind of, that's like a general, again, a general, like if these things line up, then that area is probably going to be fairly smooth or sometimes that's a bad thing. Sometimes that's a very unchallenging uh, relationship where it's like you get along too well. And so that right. doesn't lead to anything, but um, our, our planets, we have some that are um, a little bit at odds, but the the main ones are are in good are it's in good auspicious aspects. Good news. <laughs> but more importantly, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> more importantly, I think that both of us have charts that are there to like supplement each other's lessons hmm. or whatever. Recently, I had that kind of like realization that I'm like, oh yeah, like your chart is like what you're supposed to learn in this lifetime. Hmm. Like these are the thing. These are the challenges that you're gonna need to overcome, or these are the uh, like kind of like I don't want to say defects that you're given, but like these are these are shortcomings that you're gonna have to like either find another person out there to like bring them out of you or cultivate yourself mm-hmm. or things like that. So I think that we have charts that are conducive to supplementing each other. I've been married before, mm-hmm. so I don't like like I'm not like jazzed about the institution of marriage. Sure, um, but her and I negotiate it and talk about it all the time. <laughs> About what I would need to be married and these kind of different things. And that I don't believe in forever. That idea doesn't, I mean, it, it just absolutely does not. I don't buy it at what all. What do you mean forever? Like is if we like... were to get married, we're going to stay together. I'm going to fight so that we stay together forever. To me, that right. idea, hmm. it sounds ludicrous to me. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of, of that. It bothers me. Yeah. Um, but she's also countered that, you know, she believes that the institution of marriage is imperfect as well. But that's the best we have right now. Mm. So it's the highest, most imperfect thing we have right now to, uh, to 
profess our love to each other and our commitment towards each other. Right. So that I mean that makes sense to me too. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean we'll see. I I'm um I'm almost two months sober, and oh, I've hey. been like uh I put together like a year and a half before, so I'm like pretty like. I'm like thrown back into Christianity, basically, mm-hmm. and so there's a big part of me that's like, "What do you mean by that?" Like, you're well, because the like... steps and everything, right? Like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm working yeah. the program and everything. Oh, there you go. So to me, I'm yeah, like, well, and like I said, I've done that. I did it like six years ago for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't really buy too much then. Or I, I was like, "All right, I get it, I get it." Or I'm not really an alcoholic. I believe I'm fully an alcoholic now, and uh, the mm-hmm. steps and everything look like I'm like no, and not even the basic ones where you have to like ask people for forgiveness but there's step six says like that you're willing to hand over like all your defects in character Mm. and i'm like no way man i like i like a a lot of these a couple of these defects i (laughs) i love them Mm. but maybe i will have to all that to say is that right now because i'm in uh recovery and doing a lot of alcohol uh aa stuff we're not supposed to talk about it by the way but i'm just talking about it uh, <laughs> it is like be, like having kids and getting married and stuff does make a lot more sense than it does did a year ago okay like so, it's just from like a structure standpoint yeah or, just uh... because i believe that i believe that ultimately you know that love is about giving and sacrifice and everything and i do believe that 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 becoming the best version of yourself, if those are the highest uh, mm. highest um, qualities you can be as a person, that those will come forth with kids and in family and committing to someone for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think that marriage and kids, like as far as personal development, like if you're striving to do it in any way that's good, yeah, it's the denial of self. It's yeah. the, mm-hmm. I have to do something that I don't want to do for the good of somebody else, which is the highest form of humanity. Yeah. It's the very, and is the core message of a lot of faiths, including Christianity. Yeah. And is a lot of the core message of AA. Yeah, which is, it's funny because I don't, I the idea of Christ has always kind of bothered me, even when I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always loved God, and yeah. I like the God of the Old Testament. I like Christianity except the Christ well, part. God, yeah, the, not Christ. <laughs> I like the God of the Old Testament a lot. It makes sense. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. I don't hear any. I know people take, usually flip that's it. That's a take yeah. you don't hear a lot. I but, love that Sodom and just, Gomorrah thing. <laughs> Evil burn. Well, I like to, I mean, I, I, I think if you look at God chronologically, um, which a lot of people don't. Most people put God over space and time. Mm-hmm. But I think the Bible makes a lot of sense if you look at it chronologically because God is this all-powerful being, uh, not all-loving, all-powerful being. And that's why he, he's like, I right away he's just killing things. He's like, I do not get these people. I told them specifically not to do these things. So it makes sense that God in like Genesis chapter 3 murders the planet because mm-hmm. he's like, I told them. Yeah. And you see him, but if you look at God being in time, like this is the first time he's been experiencing people or things that had lesser power than him or forming relationships and stuff. You see that he grows if you look at the so Bible. So that God changes. That he changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that, that uh, you know, that's blasphemous to some people, but that's a God that makes sense to me. Mm. And, um, and I, it's also a God, well, hey, I'm all powerful and I made, I like the idea of I made the earth how it is and. I mean, just you have to deal with it. Hmm. That that makes sense to me too, and uh, that these are all very like um, I think like Jewish ideas too. Mm-hmm. And I do think that wrestling with the ideas of God is that God's in the presence of us when we do these things. I think God's right here, right now. I don't believe yeah. in a person of God or anything, but I believe that's a God is a metaphor for something that we don't understand. Mm. And I believe that because we're talking about Him right now, that God's here right now. Mm. 
I think that anything, any faith system that is devoid of wrestling through your ideas is one that is going to end badly. And I think that you see that in the systematic structures that evangelical Christianity tries to put on people, which is, this is it. You have to believe this. These are our creeds. This is our doctrine. And even if those are true, because uh, I do believe in, in an absolute truth, but I don't believe that I know it, you know? And I, I remember having this realization of like, just how lucky did I have to be that the first church I ever went to was right about everything, right about every single thing, right about God, <laughs> right about Jesus, right about ev- all of them were right. I just, I'm the luckiest human ever, you know, that I just have to, all the things in the camp that I landed on are perfect. So anything that's devoid of wrestling is, is almost like useless to me. Well, that's, you know? I think that was my problem as a kid too, as someone who was a very, uh, like I say precocious, but that's a very that's a big word for like annoying only child for most of the time. <laughs> um, but like the idea that you couldn't ask questions like that or that there wasn't room for anything other than because I agree with everything that Steve just said. And I think that that is like implied in everything in Christianity, really. But it's it's subtext it's not literally what's there hmm. but it's like yeah if you it's just so it's so i don't know it makes it that makes so much more sense to me than anything else and the idea of 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 limiting anything to one specific thing that i the i know it's kind of like a cliche thing but the idea that god would even be a thing that we could fathom in our brains is mm-hmm. is ludicrous because it's like I, we know how like some we know how like a light bulb works but do we re- like no you don't like that it's <laughs> yeah. some stuff isn't meant for us to know you, yeah. you're just supposed to That's be like the old grateful kyle, kyle canane but he's like i don't i can't understand religion i don't understand how my microwave works yeah. like i could open it and there could be a little wizard in there and that makes as much <laughs> sense to me as the actual science and you're like i'm glad it's there and i appreciate <laughs> that um but i it's not for me to know mm-hmm. that doesn't yeah all that to say is I don't know if we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I think the indecisive that you had to wrestle with the idea. Yeah. yeah. No, but the, I guess that that was what I was trying to say too. The idea, marriage to me has always but has never been, and I also have never been married, so that's. Um, Do you think different. there's just like some natural kind of rebellion there against the institution again of like this is what I was raised in, this is what my dad um, said, and this is what the church preached, and it's like eh, I don't. You know, I don't, that's not for me. I don't know. I've, I've also never, I've never had like a one idea of what marriage looks like either. Mm. To me, that's why it's, it's very much like a marriage does not mean forever to me necessarily Mm. in the sense that like, we're just, that that's the end of it. That to me, that's like, yeah, we're together forever until we realize that this isn't a thing that we should do anymore Mm. if there's ever a point when it's like oh we shouldn't do this or this isn't it's like you're getting married for now yeah and then it's like if there if there comes a time that it's not then yeah of course then yeah duh don't be married anymore Uh, (laughs) but i don't yeah but then i but i think that the idea of like come again commitment and with going into something with the intention to not give up on a thing and to mm-hmm. w- and to do your best to to be committed to a thing obviously sometimes your best doesn't matter and mm. it just doesn't work and yeah. there's some you know those types of things exist absolutely in any marriage and religion and anything um but i think it's like don't not let's not set it up that way don't sure. make it and don't make it so easy for you to not 
like work at it and grow and, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. you know, learn learn things. Did your folks stay together? You said your dad was a pastor. Yeah, my parents have been married. Um, it's, oh my goodness, it's 40 years this year. Are they happy? Um, yes, but they have not had a, a an idyllic marriage by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. And um, I definitely, they fought a ton hmm. when I was a kid and... Um, they've both were, I've, they've both worked really hard and on themselves and on their relationship. And, um, so, I mean, I don't know. There's part, there's definitely a part of me that's like, mm, you guys probably should have just gotten a divorce. <laughs> yeah. um, but they prevailed. But they, and, yeah. So and... I think that it's, again, it's just, it's just about making a choice and, um, they could have, I'm sure been happy getting a divorce and finding other people or not finding other people like that would have just been a different choice, but they made this choice. And yeah. I think that there is, there are gifts in either thing. Mm-hmm. So, well, Julie, yeah. we, I, we, as we discussed earlier, if you want Steve to propose, <laughs> you just got to get him on the podcast. So save the date. I'll send that to you. <laughs> how are, how are Julie? How are things with your folks now? Um, guys... like with my relationship yeah with, with your relationship it's, with them i have a with I, the faith stuff and the relationship stuff and all that kind of stuff i have a i have a fine relationship with them i i only hesitate because i don't think that we have a um i don't know it's we we have a close good relationship but i think that um we still hold each other at like arm's length to a certain <laughs> degree just because it, i had because of like past trauma and things like okay. that um but and maybe differing ideologies yeah and, but they're, nah, still, they're like super like liberal like yeah they, oh, they've they? seen my comedy and and they're into they, it yeah yeah, yeah they nice. like it yeah and i thought oh. crazy stuff so yeah i only yeah i guess i i only hesitate to say <laughs> i that followed one. you for a whole weekend in madhouse <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they've seen All right, they, here's some jokes about my kids yeah they, <laughs> they love him they love his comedy um i think they're just like too supportive they've like swung back that way oh that interesting that that's, that's where i'm like he's like, not still a pastor um or no, they still are involved in their church. Okay. Um, and it's like a cool. They're just not maybe wound as tight as they once were. No, they've never been like particularly tight. Um, I think it's more that's like why my dad stopped being a pastor in the first place is because he would try to like he would believe people when they say they wanted to like change things up, but they don't, people only want to change things up to a certain degree. Right. So yeah, he just kind of would be a. a a rebel, a rebellious pastor, or that kind of thing. Like we bring in a new, bring in a new assistant pastor that people didn't like, or yeah. we like start yeah. opening up in oh, other yeah. ways. So that's it's kind church, of the, that's church, church staff rebellion. It's pretty yeah. edgy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they've never been particularly uh, like uptight about anything yeah. in those regards. But so you're like close-ish. Yeah. There's a lot of side hugs type thing. No, it's just but no. I mean, I not, not actual that, side. I mean, like a. Uh, you know. Yeah, I just think that um, they're just too, like, they're too nice to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything. I know I could just say this, but I would hate for them to listen to this. And I, I just don't think they've ever really connected in some kind of way. It's a very weird thing the to The two look of at. them or with The you? parents and her. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's a very weird thing. I've never seen anything like it before because they're very cool and nice people. Mm. And they obviously love her and care about her and care about me and They'll do anything for her. And I mean, our car broke down last week and they came and um, they're getting the car fixed and we're borrowing one of their cars. Like they'll do anything. Yeah. Great parents. 
but there's not a closeness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I I know that sounds sad or whatever, but that's just kind of how yeah. it is. Right I think now. it's reality. Yeah. yeah. I think it's reality with a lot of folks. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a thing. And it's like, a. I think I've, he's helped me a lot to um, kind of take it less personally or mm. like be less of a like t- grumpy, rebellious teenager yeah. about it and kind of be like, oh, that, you know, we're people and we're don't, we don't have, I think it's just like, oh, yeah, we're, we're just different types of people. Right. And that's fine. But they're, they're, we're just not going to be able to connect on, on a level that I would say with like a friend that I'm yeah. choosing or something. I feel that way about my folks too. And the, and, and I talked to Melissa uh, with my wife, Melissa about it with her folks too. And, and it'll be harder to understand, you know, when we are the pa- the parents of adult kids, if just like, Everyone's doing the best with what they got, you know. I mean, there's very few like bad, bad parents who were just like, I didn't care, I didn't love you, I didn't try, I hated your existence. And even those ones usually had some circumstances that, whether addiction or their own abuse or their own struggles. Yeah, I think that like it's a pretty healthy take towards your parents. It's like, you know, you are who you are. We had the child that we did. You're doing the best with what you have. And, you know, you want to do the comparison thing of like families that are so close, but. I swear, I have like five friends that are close with their adult parents. <laughs> yeah. and, I'm like, I, and then sometimes I see it and I was like, that's great. And then other times I'll see it and I was like, ah, I'm good. I don't need that. <laughs> I got my own stuff going on. I don't need like a needy, really close emotional parent, you know? Yeah. I, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, you mentioned you're going to the movies with your dad. Uh, how, are things, how are things with you and your mom since her and God kicked you and the brother out? Oh, uh, they've been good. It's, it's uh, you know, we're from. I feel kind of bad, but this is the best it's ever been. Um, I I suffered from one of those uh, messed up things where I I think I was mad at my mom for staying with my dad for so long and Mm. keeping us in an abusive situation, which, of course, like the older I've gotten, and especially the more I I understand what women go through, the more it's like, oh, geez, my mom was like terrorized in a way. Mm. And she didn't, if she could have left, she would have left. She just didn't know how. So, um, we're closer more all the time. Every couple of months, her and I hang out. And we'll talk for four or five mm-hmm. hours. And she's not the even though I I said she's a pretty hardcore Christian, she's pretty good at like it's almost like you know I I, I change the way I talk. I, I talk the way where she'll understand me. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like she believes that I have a relationship with God still, which I would say I kind of do. It to, I I try to do what what that thing in me tells me to do. Yeah. I used to call that thing the Holy Spirit. I don't call it that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, even more now, so you say that you're kind of thrown back into Christianity to use your words with the program. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's so funny about the the program is that that this is the program is like such a more hardcore version of Christianity, and it doesn't have anything to do with Christ. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Eventually, it's about making your life a life of service, and if you serve everyone, mm. that God will take care of you, which is so bizarre to live as. I mean, I just haven't lived that way in so long mm. and especially like to try to do what we do in Hollywood I'm like dude nobody thinks like this <laughs> where it's like you're not worried about anything yeah. and you're like oh yeah I'm not supposed to, I'm just supposed to serve my community and be good to people and spread the love of, no. of God and no, I'm serve. supposed to go to sleep every night in a panicky <laughs> sweat <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I'm but that's I mean that's what the program teaches you is that if you are of service to everybody mm-hmm. that God will take care of you. And that awakens something in me that I actually 1000% believe. Mm. And uh, I haven't not believed that. It's just it's just a strange, I guess you just can't talk, you know, like Jesus talks about pearls to swine. I wouldn't talk to a lot of people like it. Mm. But I've built the chatterbox and I've I, a lot of the things That's I've done yeah. is with uh, the community in mind, with, mm. the, with the open mic and everything where I've never like, 
I just don't care. I mean, I want it. Don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to make it, but I also, I just don't care. <laughs> like as long as I keep, yeah. uh, my jokes keep growing. I keep yep. growing as a person. I, I mean, I think it without a doubt, I will be successful if, if that keeps being the case. But also, I mean, I just don't, I'm not on anybody's list. I've never had a, any kind of JFL like audition. Oh, I don't think I've ever been on a list. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, you guys all know I could like crush, I could crush though. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. like, okay, as long as you know that. It, yeah. The it, respect it, it, to your peers. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Truly. Like it, cause comedy is like that where it's like people, there are some fans, but generally we just do this for each other. Right. And, um, and for ourselves mm-hmm. so that I, I could be my most authentic yeah. self on stage and make people laugh and murder. Well, that I mean, that's what, what, why we do what we do. That was the original goal. Yeah. Before all the other noise came in. Yeah. You know? uh, well, and that's why people I feel like get so dissatisfied when they do become successful. If you don't do it any, if you don't do it the way that's just staying authentic to you. That's why I mean the examples that people use are always are slightly problematic people right now so i'm not gonna name names but like the reason it takes a long time for people is because you aren't because you are performing in that way you're performing authentic to yourself you're you're caring about what your peers think you're doing that even if you do um when you were talking about that what just made me think of is even just like being being of service to yourself so you can be of service Mm. so like the reason that you have to also take care of yourself and be a good comic and be a good example is also so you can service the community right um like if you're not if you're not also being the best you're not reaching your highest capabilities then you're squandering talent that Mm. could be used in service to people absolutely yeah so it's not just like oh you can't also be you know famous in and of yourself or successful or whatever but it's like if it's not coming from that kind of place then i think that it's just gonna it'll peter out or just not it don't, won't make you feel good don't put that light under a bowl right steven which yeah. by the way we <laughs> cover this on uh, my movie podcast views from the vista this week with johnny pemberton we saw free solo have yeah. you seen it i haven't no you oh gotta God. go see it yeah. i don't know if you could see it in time for imax or anything like that when you're on the road but uh, it's nominated for academy award for a best documentary but it's this guy who free climbs um Rocks. Al, Al, uh, what's it called? Like, Al Capitan in yeah. Yosemite. So it's three thousand feet. He climbs up with no. no oh my gosh! Yeah, but it's just about hiking, and it's so inspiring me to me. I, Johnny and everyone on the podcast thought so, except for Honor. She hated it. But uh, <laughs> as an artist, this guy, he's like, I mean, he even makes good money. He's one of the best climbers. So he's like, I make as good money as like a good dentist. Yeah. But he's like, he doesn't. That's not why he does yeah. it. He's doing this, and nobody gives a crap about climate rocks no no no. nobody really gives a crap about comedy i don't care what anybody says yeah i think once you've been doing this for seven or eight years you realize real quick oh nobody cares about how much you can murder in a room no 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 no. it's a job like the art form what oh edgy material you're talking about nobody cares but but that's but yeah you guys gotta see free solo i I think it's like pretty clean i think you may curse one or two times it's 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 obviously i I know you don't spend my nights in comedy clubs (laughs) yeah but it's like wildly inspiring for artists so it's yeah it's awesome and it's riveting and they shot it in imax so it's like scary as crap so it's uh, I appreciate you guys both. I thank you guys so much for doing this, and uh, let's go have a good show. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheir at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.